Well, good morning and welcome to Crossroads. I am so glad that you joined us today as we dive into week two of our series called Crossroads United. And this is a really, really important series because it revolves around the prayer that Jesus prayed for you and for me in the Garden of Gethsemane. This is hours before he was to be crucified. And what this prayer reveals about Jesus is the deepest desires of his heart, the passion that he has for you and for me. And there's a recognition here as we dive in today of the reality that God is desperate not only to know us, but for us to be truly united as one in him. And we realized last week that that unity begins by having faith in Jesus. I am united as one with God when I say yes to Jesus. That is the most important decision that you will ever make, is that decision to say yes to Jesus. And so we talked about that last week and how my journey with Jesus, my faith begins by saying yes to Jesus, but then it continues with me every single day continuing to say yes to Jesus. That's the process of me becoming more like Jesus. When, when God, when the Holy Spirit convicts me of things in my life that shouldn't be there, that's when I say yes to Jesus. I lay those things down at his feet and I draw closer to him. When the Holy Spirit convicts me and challenges me to take steps of faith, to go places I've never been before with him, that's when I say yes to Jesus and I become more like him, living into that purpose and that plan that he has for me. When I am laser-focused, on my relationship with Jesus and my faith. That is what draws me to him. That's what helps me become more like him. And that's what unifies me with the spirit of God in my life. Well, the amazing thing is that we're not only called to be united with God himself, but we're also be called to be united as one family. And I want you to lean into this today, especially, listen, if you're joining us on TV today, I want you to lean into this concept because, listen, I love that you are watching on television right now. Look around. I mean, it's the perfect comfort zone, right? It's amazing. Like, you're sitting on your couch. I don't want to know what you're wearing, all right? But the reality is, is it's a great place to connect with Jesus and learn. But I want to challenge you with something today. There's something really significant that comes from being part of the family of God. And I want to encourage you to think about what you might be missing by not fully engaging in the life of the local church today. So listen to what Jesus prays for you about in John chapter 17. Remember, we talked about this last week. Jesus prays for you in this prayer in John chapter 17. He says, I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will be all one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. When we are united in Jesus, we are a light that shines in the darkness. People are drawn to Jesus because they see there is something different. There is something alive. Jesus then goes on to say this, I have given them the glory you gave me so they may be one as we are one. Let's recognize something really significant here. The glory that God gave Jesus was the honor of bringing us into his family. That is what Jesus was able to do by paying the price that we could not pay, by offering us the forgiveness of our sins and, and the ability to walk in freedom. We have been brought into his family. And that is such a powerful word to realize that that's the description that God places on us. We become his family. I love what it says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. He writes, how great is the love that the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. 
What an amazing exclamation. You are a child of God. He considers himself the father, us his children. We are united together as family. And I want you to consider the ramifications of that and what that means, because there is a powerful, powerful picture that comes from family. I think about my own family situation. Growing up, I grew up as the son of Mike Fisher, all right? Had some great times as family, had some embarrassing times. I mean, let's just be honest. You all have those embarrassing moments that you grew up with, those moments with your family, like, what is going on? We all have the crazy uncle or the weird aunt. We've all got strange family dynamics, right? But the thing is, we're family, through thick and thin, we go through life together, and we're still journeying, journeying together through life as family. You know, we progress in life, and our roles change. Now I'm a husband. Now I'm a father myself. Now I'm an uncle. Not a grandpa yet. I'm not that old. Now, come on. But the reality is, you know, those roles change throughout life. We begin to experience the different realities and the different roles of different parts of the family. And what's interesting about this unity that we have as followers of Jesus is that he identifies and he describes this reality that we are able to experience in Jesus as being part of his family. This is a lifelong journey together. You are part of something bigger than yourself. You are part of the family of God. You have a place to belong. You have a place to serve, to use the gifts and abilities that God has given you to expand the kingdom to connect people with Jesus. In the local church, you have the opportunity to grow in your faith in ways that you would never be able to on your own. And that's why I, why I want to challenge you today to consider the reality and the significance of the fact that we are called to be unified, not only in our faith in Jesus, but we are called to be unified as a family, as one family that together is following Jesus. Because here's the thing, through Jesus, we are united as one family. And the thing about church is it's not a place to go, right? It's not just a building. Church, church is what you do, all right? Church is who you are. Church is that place where you get to go to learn how to love God and to love others with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Church is where you go to be able to serve and use the gifts God has given you. I would contend that the local church is the greatest hope for the world because it is the expression of Jesus, living and working and moving in us. It gives us the opportunity to thrive and in community, again, being all sold out to the mission of connecting people with Jesus, serving, using the gifts and abilities that God has given us. The church is an unbelievable place. What's amazing is I, I ran from my call. Man, I, when I was in my early 20s, I ran from my call to be a pastor. It was the last thing that I wanted to do. I promise you that. And then, you know, I surrendered. I said yes to Jesus. I became a pastor. And you know what? I had to put away all the negative feelings I had about church because church is filled with people and, and people hurt people. There's no perfect person. Every church is going to have issues because it's filled with people. And yet, and the church is a beautiful thing. In fact, the community of believers is, is a sacred gathering where the presence of God, I think, interacts with us like in no other place. I mean, the scripture says where two or three are gathered, there I am. The presence of God is with us. And together we're growing, again, in the love that we have for God, the love that we have for each other. We have the ability to serve each other and grow in community and as a family in ways that we never could on our own. I want to encourage you to think about what that looks like engaging in the life of the church 
uniting as one, not only in our faith, but uniting as one as, as family. Here at Crossroads specifically, we have three values that, that guide everything that we do in terms of the local church here in, in Indiana, uh, in Elkhart, Goshen, Mishawaka, now down in St. Pete, Florida. We're expanding. It's pretty awesome what God is doing here. On our online campus, we're literally everything. I guess we're worldwide now. I didn't really thought about that. But the reality is our values, the principles that drive us, are the reality that, number one, we are focused on connecting people with God. That's the mission, okay? That's why we do everything that we do. We want to connect one more person to Jesus. And when that person connects with God, we are committed to celebrating the change. We celebrate changed lives. We celebrate what happens when we become more like Jesus. The ultimate celebration, by the way, is baptism. That's the identifying yourself as part of the family of God. And we are having a baptism service here at Crossroads, Sunday, November 29th. I would encourage you to sign up and be a part of that. You can sign, on, sign up online and you can be a part of this celebration that you are a life that has been changed because you connected with God. These celebration moments are important because it celebrates that God is moving, God is working, and it keeps us focused on the reality that our faith is alive and it is growing and that God is moving. It helps us look forward with great anticipation to what he is going to do. We have to take time to celebrate what God is doing. Finally, we believe that we are all called to contribute to the community. That means we use the gifts and abilities that God has given us to contribute to this mission of connecting people with Jesus because we're all part of the body. We all have a role to play. And God has given you specific gifts and abilities that he alone has given you to do things that he prepared in advance for you to do from the beginning of time. I hope you realize that. God has that, that specific of a purpose and a plan for you. And when we allow ourselves to just relax and sit on the sidelines, we miss out. And listen, I, I can tell you, this is absolute fact. I know this from experience. Sitting on the sidelines is terrible, all right? Listen, when I played basketball growing up in middle school, I got to play all the time. On the seventh, eighth grade teams, oh man, I was starting, I was scoring points, at least four points a game. I was all over, I was, I was amazing. And then when it came time to be a freshman and play high school basketball, who was riding the bench? It was this guy. Every single game, almost every minute. I was the guy who came in the last 30 seconds and tried to drain a three. That was me. Garbage time hero. That was me. Sitting on the bench, though, listen to me, is no fun because everybody else is in the game. They're getting all the glory. They're scoring all the points. They're celebrating the win. Sitting on the sidelines, sitting on the bench, you're missing out. You're right on the edge. You're, you're experiencing it all, but you're missing out on the action. I want to encourage you today don't get caught sitting on the sidelines. Make sure that you're engaging in the gifts and abilities that God has given you, that you're engaging in the family, because the church is, is a place like no other, where you can grow in your faith, you can learn to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you can learn to love your neighbor as yourself, but you can learn to serve others by engaging and using your gifts and abilities to fulfill the purpose and the plan that God has given you. There's no other place like that on planet Earth. And the church, again, is the hope for the world. It's the expression of Jesus. It's who we are. It is what we do. Don't miss out on this. Don't get stuck on the sidelines. It's time to dive in. It's time to commit. It's time to be part of the family. I love what Paul writes um, in, in Ephesians regarding that idea. 
Uh, he says, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. This is Ephesians chapter 4. He says, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers, their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. That's my job description, all right? In scripture, that's what they're telling pastors to do. It's my job to equip every single person to do the works that God pre- prepared them to do and to build up the church which is the body of Christ. That is my job description. I love the why behind this. It says, this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith, unity now, and knowledge of God's Son, that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. You see now why that's so important, because when I am involved and engaged in the family that God has prepared for me, that is where my life my, my purpose, my plan is fully engaged in what God is doing. I am unified not only in my faith in Jesus, but in this community of believers that is on the same mission, on the same focus that I am on. We can't miss out on this. When we are unified in this, that is how we become mature in the Lord, measuring up, it says, to the full and complete standard of Christ. I believe that we only are able to achieve this by engaging in the life of the church. We've got to dive in. We've got to be fully engaged. And I love the picture that we see of this in Acts chapter 2. This is the picture of the early church. This is a picture of what this family looks like when the church family is firing on all cylinders. And this is something that I tell you what, I want to be a part of. In Acts chapter 2, it says this, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. It says, a deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. This is a beautiful picture of the reality that everyone was connected. When we realize that our mission here is to connect people with God, there is a reality that that goes along with that, that when we are connecting with God together in community, we are connecting with each other. And I would contend that there is no greater bond than people who are focused on mission, doing life together in the church focused on their faith in Jesus, focused on our mission to connect people with Jesus. There's nothing more vibrant and alive and life-changing than being part of something like that. I want to encourage you, dive in. Be part of this family. Be part of the movement that is connecting people with God. Here's what it goes on to say in Acts chapter 2. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. This is a beautiful picture of generosity. We talk about the importance of contributing to the community. This is what that looks like. Everyone contributed. It was time. It was talent. It was treasure. It was everything that they could do, everything that they could give to just build this community and be focused on the mission of doing everything they could to connect people with Jesus. And I want to tell you something. There is a joy that comes from giving. I believe it's, it's absolute truth. You cannot outgive God. And when you are focused on serving and doing everything you can to connect people with Jesus, leading the way with generosity, I'm going to tell you something. There is a joy that comes from that that is unmatched. You're not a slave to your money any longer. You are giving that to Jesus, and you're seeing him use your resources to do things that have eternal significance. I would just encourage you to lead the way with generosity, however God speaks to you to do that, 
and commit to contributing to the community in a way that you are part of the movement. You are part of the contributing factor that's helping connect people with Jesus and shaping eternity. There's nothing like that. That changes everything. I love the final piece of this in Acts chapter 2. It says, And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. That's amazing. It was growing. People saw what was happening and they wanted to be a part of it. They were connecting more and more people to Jesus. And that's what it's about. They were celebrating, right? This is a group of people, the early church, that were connecting people with God. They were all contributing to the mission and they were celebrating because lives were being changed. That's what you get to be a part of when you're part of the church family. I'm telling you, there's something vibrant and alive. There's nothing that compares to the hope that is found in Jesus. And the church, the family, is that mechanism that God has created that helps us connect as many people in this world as we possibly can to him. There is nothing better. Remember, church is not what we do. Church is who we are. Man, God created us to be the church, it's not just a place, it's not a building. You guys, it is a life. It's, it's, it's what we do, it's who we are, and we are called to be the light in this darkness, to be hope to people who are desperate and searching for something greater than this world has to offer. We get to be a part of that when we are united in faith in Jesus and when we are united together as a church family. Here at Crossroads, this church specifically, we've been doing this for about 100 years. I, not a lot of people know that. We started on Main Street in downtown Elkhart about 101 years ago. And the reality is God has blessed this church throughout our history. You are able to look back now for 100 years and see how God's been faithful throughout our timeline in so many different ways. And I love how when a group of people gather together and take steps of faith to go connect people with Jesus, how God always arrives on the scene and blesses that movement. You can see time and time again throughout our history that God showed up, God was faithful, and we were able to connect more people to him. Lives were changed, and not just for a few days or for a few months or for a few years. Lives were changed for eternity. This is part of what we get to celebrate together when we are a family. And I'd like to ask you today to consider something. Consider being part of the family. There is something that you get out of being part of a local church that you will never be able to experience on your own. There's a place in your spiritual life where God is wanting to take you that can only happen in community, only can happen when you engage in this local church, this community that God has called us to engage with. You are part of a family that God has created you for. I want to challenge you today to step up and use the gifts God has given you to engage in this family. Here at Crossroads, we ask people to partner with us. I think in the olden days, it used to be membership, all right? But let's just be honest. When we talk about membership, the first thing that comes to my mind is the membership to the gym, which I haven't used since coronavirus started. So let's just be honest. Membership is kind of a take it or leave it, like, yeah, I'm a member. But it doesn't really mean anything. When you're partnering with someone, that means you're helping carry the load. That means you're buying into the mission. That means you are part of what is happening. You are involved and you are engaged and honest. Honestly, that's what we want because when we are engaged in the mission of connecting people with Jesus, when everyone is fully focused on this mission that God has given us, that is when we are alive. That is when God is moving, that is when God is working, and that is when we have a lot to celebrate because God changes lives. And we celebrate those lives that have encountered Jesus and have been forever changed. And so I'd ask you to consider something. 
you might be watching this at home on television. I want you to consider this. I want you to really lean in and consider the ramifications of what this would look like in your life if you took this next step in your faith in partnering with the local church and partnering with Crossroads. Consider this for a moment. Here at Crossroads, here's what we ask people to do when we talk about partnership. Uh, number one, we ask people to focus on connecting people with God. And so we ask people to make the commitment. I will connect people with God by, and here's the list of things we ask for, inviting unchurched friends and family to attend and warmly welcoming those who visit. Yeah, come on out and join us live. We meet in Goshen on County Road 17 right now. We meet in Mishawak at the Patel Center right now. You can even come to drive-in church. It's fantastic. And right now, because of COVID, if you need to join us online, I'll give you a pass. If you want to keep watching on TV for a while, I'll give you another pass. That's fine. But let me tell you something. When you're able... Join us in person. Invite someone to join you who needs Jesus. And together, let's focus on this mission that God has given us of connecting people with God. Because again, when two or three are gathered in my name, Jesus says, there I am. And together, we can enjoy the presence of God, learn to love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, to love our neighbor as ourselves, and learn how to serve, to use the gifts and abilities God has given us to be part of the body of Christ, to engage in his family. That's powerful. You're not going to get that by yourself. You only get that in community. I think the second thing we ask for is we ask to live with a sense of urgency and a willingness to share what God has done for me. That's the ability for me to be always ready to share my story, what God has done for me, and to share the good news of what he has done for those who I encounter. We have to live with a sense of urgency, realizing we all have a limited amount of time, and eternity hangs in the balance. You guys, we've got to be focused on connecting people with Jesus. We ask that we would act with love towards others, and refuse to gossip because gossip, oh my goodness, gossip breeds division. We're talking about being unified as one family. The fastest way to divide us is by allowing gossip to begin. Oh man, we start back by backstabbing or talking about people behind their back. That is the quickest way to cause division and we don't stand for that. No, we want to be unified as one, focused on this mission that God has given us to connect people with him, celebrating what he has done. And finally, we ask that we're just committed to making disciples. That is the Great Commission. Go and make disciples, followers of Jesus, and teach them to obey everything I've commanded. Jesus says, I am with you always, even to the end of the earth. I love that promise because that says God is with me. Every single time I step out of my comfort zone and I go on mission and I do my best to make, people, make disciples and connect people with him, God is going to be with you. That is a promise that you can take to the bank. And so let's go. Let's make disciples. Let's connect people with God. Well, the second paragraph or the second uh, section is, I will celebrate the change. All right, how do I do that? By attending faithfully and praying for our leaders. Let me tell you something. As the pastor of Crossroads and being part of this staff, this team that we have, we value, we covet your prayers. No matter where you're watching from today, if you would pray for us throughout the week, we deeply, deeply covet those prayers and appreciate those prayers because prayer changes things. We need wisdom. We need help navigating everything that we're going through right now more than ever. So pray for us. Please pray for us. Uh, we, we celebrate the change by studying God's word and committing to become more like him each and every day. That's the process of me saying yes to Jesus every single day. That's what we want everybody to be committed to so we, we can become more like him, living into the purpose and the plan that he has for us. We ask that you commit to living a life that seeks to be fully surrendered to God. Again, saying yes to Jesus every single day. There is no life like the life that is lived surrendered to Jesus. That is life to the fullest. I want you to experience that. We can experience that together. Finally, we ask 
uh, for the commitment to maintain a culture of grace and truth. Here at Crossroads, that is so important because we want to welcome every single person uh, in this community through the doors of our church. You are loved. God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it. But the truth part of, of that is that he refuses to leave you that way, right? He wants you to say yes to him every single day. He wants you to become more like him. And so we're going to welcome you with grace, and we're going to challenge you with truth, and let God speak to you, and, and, and hope that you will say yes to Jesus and become more like him. That is a really important dynamic at Crossroads that I think changes everything. Well, the final section is, I will contribute. <clears throat> I will contribute to the community by discovering and using the gifts and abilities God has given me, putting them to work, and engaging in the life of the family. By giving regularly and leading the way in generosity because your contribution in that way makes a difference. It helps us at Crossroads connect more and more people to Jesus. And I am engaging and fully in the life that God has given for me when I am leading the way in generosity. And I would contend with you today that joy and generosity are part of the lifestyle that God has called us to. And joy and generosity go hand in hand. They, they go hand in hand. Uh, the other things are we develop a servant's heart and involve ourselves in the ministry of the church and we finally commit to unity in the family. We're not going to let anything divide us because we are part of God's family. We are united in our faith in him, and we are united in our faith together as on mission. We are doing everything we can to connect people with Jesus. So I want to challenge you today. I want to challenge you with this, this final question. Are you committed to unity in God's family? Recognizing that this is the heart of Jesus. This is his prayer for you that he prayed specifically for you about in the Garden of Gethsemane, hours before he was to be crucified. He prayed that we would be united as one in him. That the glory that God had given Jesus would be given to us, that we would be united as one as part of his family. I want to encourage you today. Dive in. Don't hold, up. Don't hold back one, one, one bit. Step up. Use the gifts and abilities God has given you and engage in the life of the local church. This is your family. This is what you were created for. You belong here. Jesus, we are so thankful for the love that you have for us. And today we just, we declare, God, we are putting our faith in you. And God, I just want to say thank you for making us part of your family. And just ask that you give us the strength, the courage, the wisdom to step out in faith and engage in the life of your church, your community. Help us to be the church to engage in the life of the church, and to fully engage in loving you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, loving our neighbors as ourselves, and serving others with the gifts and abilities that you have given us to expand your kingdom. God, we love you, and we thank you for the gift of being part of your family today. We pray this in your name. Amen.